Before we get started, I have an important message. If you're on Medicare or about to be, you don't want to go it alone. And you don't want to just call the first guy who sends you a postcard. My husband did that, and he wound up with some bad advice that costs us a penalty each month that will never go away. So what can you do? Contact one of our member experts by going to certifiedmedicareagents.com and searching your state for an agent. You'll be able to look through our member agents and read about them. Then you can reach out to the agent or broker you select directly through the site. Now, one thing you should know is other sites who do this sell your information to 15 or more agents so you can get hundreds of unwanted phone calls. Not so with CertifiedMedicareAgents.com. You'll only be contacted by one agent, and if there is a problem, I may personally reach out to you, but generally you will only hear from the one agent you select. So head on over there right now before you forget and find a qualified and certified agent that can help you today. Now, let's start our program. I'm so glad that you've joined me today because today I have Carrie McClellan from Elder Help with me. She's going to let you know how you can rock your retirement by either volunteering for a group like Elder Help or obtaining services from them. This group has no income limitation on their services, and they work on a donation basis. Now, even if you're not living in San Diego, I think you'll get a lot out of today's episode of Rock Your Retirement because you can get some ideas for your own community. So let's go. Talking with people about how to have a great retirement. This is the Rock Your Retirement Show. We don't talk about money, but we talk about almost everything else you need to rock your retirement. Now, here's your host, Kathy Klein. Hi, this is Kathy, and welcome to today's episode of Rock Your Retirement. I am so excited about today's episode because we're going to talk with Carrie McClellan, and she runs this super cool program in San Diego called Elder Help. And what Elder Help does is it helps seniors with different programs. One of those is a senior roommate matching service, and they have a whole bunch of other things that they do as well. And I'm going to let Carrie talk to you about that. So, Carrie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Kathy. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm so glad that we were finally able to get together for my listeners, it has been one thing after another. Carrie and I have been trying to get together. There's been technology <laughs> issues. There's been scheduling issues. And it just seems like we were never going to get together. So I'm so glad that you're here, Carrie. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about Elder Help. Sure. Well, Elder Help is a local nonprofit organization just here in San Diego. And we support seniors who are still living in their own homes through a variety of programs and services so that they can stay independent and maintain what they feel is a good quality of life in their homes. How did it start? Like, was it just 
somebody got the idea or was it a grant or do you know do you know about the background of the organization? I, I know that I, you didn't start it. Yes, the organization actually started in 1973 and it came about because there was a study done through the School of Social Work at San Diego State University. Who go at, Aztecs. <laughs> yes, go Aztecs. I'm an alumni as well. <laughs> and, okay. and they looked at the mid-city area of San Diego in particular to see what services were available for older adults, what people might be needing in order to stay at home and stay in the communities that they want to be in. And that what they realized was that there was a lack of services, but people really just needed that extra support. And it's the simple things that you we kind of take for granted, you and I going to the grocery store or getting a ride to the doctor if they're not able to drive anymore, even doing minor home repairs, different safety aspects of the home. So it's very minor things that people were needing help with, and they were identifying that this was a barrier for them to stay in their homes if they didn't have this assistance. So there was actually a, a group of volunteers that started what was then called Mid-City Senior Enterprises. And they started many of the programs that we still are, are operating today. We've just been able to add to them and, and enhance them along the way. But over 42 years now, we've been um, providing services for seniors in San Diego. So it's pretty neat. Wow, that's pretty cool. So did it start out with just volunteers and no paid it staff? Did. And then, wow. And then when was yes. the first, do you know? I know that this was, you know, we were probably. That, I'm not sure uh, when the first paid staff we're always interested in trying to find out more about the history because those that were really involved with the very beginning aren't around much anymore. So, right. uh, so we are always trying to find find out more about the history. But uh, I did meet a, a man recently who knew the original person who started Mid City Senior Enterprises. So that was pretty pretty cool to hear about how his interaction was with her too. So um, wow. so we're we're learning always new things about the history. But today, Elder Help has nearly 440 direct service volunteers who are supporting seniors in San Diego, and we have 18 paid staff. So 440 you, volunteers? Yes. <laughs> that must be like herding cats. <laughs> it, it really is. It really is. It's a wonderful group of volunteers who want to help out people in their own community. So it's really amazing. And they all really just have the same motivation, you know, wanting to give back and have a connection with older adults and learn from them too. So What's the age neat. range of people that volunteer? Great question. There really is a range. Um, we have a minimum age of 18. So people have to be 18 to volunteer. We don't have a maximum age. So we have had people in their 90s who are volunteering in various ways. (laughs) Right. So it is quite a range. Uh, We tend to have people who are students and wanting to learn more for their educational purposes. We have quite a few people who are working full time, have families and are still wanting to have a connection with older adults in their life that maybe they don't have that personal grandparent or their parent around anymore. So they're missing that connection. So they want to volunteer as well. And then we have those who are retired, of course, who have some spare time and are looking for ways to fulfill that missing component of, of doing something uh, in their or to community. Rock, so. Or to rock their retirement. <laughs> well, and absolutely, they are rocking their retirement. <laughs> Yes. So, so what, it really what, is a, a wide range. So what types of things do people do, you know, for to volunteer for your organization? There's so many of them. You must have different 
categories of what people do. We do. And that's the really neat part about people who want to volunteer with Elder Help because we don't have just one thing for people to do. It's really based on what they're interested in doing so that they can have a good experience and, and want to continue doing it. So we have a few different opportunities for volunteers. Uh, we are always in need of help with our rides uh, through our transportation program. Volunteers are the ones that give our seniors rides to doctor's appointments or classes at the Y or going to a senior center or extended education program. So we are always looking for volunteers in, in that arena uh, so people can have more of a flexible schedule. They don't have to set up on a weekly basis or a daily basis by any means. It's really what fits into their availability and how how they want to pick up people and, and take them to different places. So um, our volunteers really can choose their own schedule and, and their own area of where they want to take people and where they want to start from. So that's one opportunity, which is, uh, which is a really good one for people who are retired, especially if they don't want to commit to anything because they want to go on vacation and want to get out of right. town and do different things. So, so that one tends to be a good opportunity for them as well. So let me ask you a question. Let's of say course. that I want to volunteer to give people rides. Do I then stay for the entire doctor's appointment or how does that work? That's a good question. It's really up to you as the volunteer. Uh, we have it set up to where our rides are one-way rides. So mm -hmm. if somebody picks up both directions, then of course that volunteer is more than welcome to stay with them at the appointment and then bring them back home. But it's not a requirement. Um, most of our seniors are really independent. They just need that ride and, and appreciate that. Uh, we do have some that would appreciate more assistance of making sure they get into their doctor's appointment, into the waiting room, and, and then the volunteer can can leave and go run an errand and come back and pick them up. So it's really based on what our, our seniors' needs are and what our volunteers want to do. We've tried to make it as, as flexible as possible and as efficient so that it really can be available for anybody who wants to do that. So you're like the mini Uber of San Diego <laughs> seniors. In a way, yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. So well, you know what? It's really great that you are that flexible because I don't know that I would personally, if I were volunteering, I don't know that I would have time to take them there and then wait and wait and wait and then take them home. So right. that's great that it's a one-way ride. Yes. And that's why we did it that way because we wanted to make sure that if people were looking at the rides that were pending and wanting to pick up something but couldn't do a two-hour ride, that they were at least able to help out and feel like they were uh, accomplishing something. And, and the senior then is able to get to their appointment and it's just two different people that take them and bring them back. So it works out for both people. That's great. And for yeah. the people that are listening to this episode who are not in San Diego, this could give you an idea about something that you could do in your community. If there's not a program like this already set up, perhaps you could, you know, maybe Absolutely. think about starting one. There's, there's so many people who contact us from different areas outside of San Diego as well that are um, always looking at how does this work and, and what ways can they help in their own community. And it, and it definitely is something that I think we're going to be seeing and hearing more about in other areas too, especially with our aging population. Well, it's such a great program. So in addition to the ride share, or ride, what do you call that? Not ride We call share. it Seniors A-Go-Go. <laughs> seniors a go-go, not senior Uber. Oh, I guess you probably get in trouble if you called it that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Seniors a go-go. What a cute name. Okay. So in addition to Seniors a go-go, what else do you do? Sure. So we have what's called a concierge club program. And with that program, we have our social workers who provide care coordination services. For people who don't know what that is, what is that? A care coordinator? Yes. Sure. A care coordinator is somebody through through our agency is a social worker that can provide support to an aging person to provide resources, so connecting them with additional things outside of what elder help might do. Um, they are there to be an advocate, so if somebody needs help contacting their medical insurance and figuring out how to navigate that, we can have somebody through our care coordination services help assist them with that. We also also help with signing up for benefit paperwork, you know, different benefits that are available in San Diego and, and helping to make sure that people have the resources that they need in order to stay independent and, and be at home living the life they want to. So our okay. care coordinators do a lot of different things. Um, they also connect people to our other volunteer services that are more in the home. So our, our volunteer services that are available through the concierge club would be maybe getting assistance with grocery shopping or socialization and companionship through our friendly visiting, or maybe sorting through mail and bills for people who need that extra support doing that. Uh, We also have a home and garden component of that, which is doing home safety inspections in the home and maybe some minor modifications to make the home safer for people to live in it longer. Um, as well as yard maintenance and and different things that come up outside of the home. Oh, good. Can I get someone to come over to my house and mow my lawn? (laughs) You and me both, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming that's a no, even though it's a yes. You you call me, Kathy, and we'll figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. My lawn You're is welcome. the size of a postage stamp, though, so I don't. I think getting there would be more hassle than actually mowing it. <laughs> oh gosh, but yeah, a lot of people just want that extra help, you know, or, or need it. They're not able to do it anymore themselves, and maybe they don't have anybody else in their lives that can help them with just those things that that we do take for granted. So now, tell me about this concierge club. So uh, you you said that there's a care manager. Is that person a volunteer or is that person a paid staff member? That is a paid staff member, and that uh, care coordinator is the person who would actually go out to a senior's home if they're interested in receiving help through that program. They would be the initial person to do the home assessment. So they would meet with the person, find out what their needs are, see how we can help and how we can connect them with other resources that are in the community as well. So they're they're the go-to person for the senior, if you will. So they're the initial person that they meet, and then they also can provide ongoing support and resources throughout the time that they are a member. That's awesome. So how do they yes. how do you join? How do you become a member of the Concierge Club? Sure, really anybody who is over age 60 who is still living in their own home. Darn it, I don't qualify. Uh, yes. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> and they just really need to um, be interested in receiving help through our program. So we always want to hear from the person themselves who would be receiving the assistance so that we can make sure that, that they are interested, that they're on board, that they understand the program, so that our volunteers, when they go out to help, that they have a good experience as well, that the person um, wants them to be there too. So really, they just need to give our office a call if they're interested, and then we would do an over-the-phone screening and then uh, let them know the next steps for the process of becoming an actual member. Awesome. Are there income requirements? 
or limitations? We don't. No, we don't have any income requirements. So we serve people of all income levels. So that shouldn't be a barrier for anybody. And all of our programs are offered on a donation basis only. So if somebody is able to help contribute and they want to, then we appreciate that as a donation. But it's not a requirement by any means to uh, participate in the program and receive services. That's awesome. I always thought it was yes. for low income. So this is perfect. No, <laughs> it's not only, yeah, we, we wanted to make sure that it was accessible and available for, for any older adult who needs that help. Well, I'm thinking of somebody in my neighborhood right now that could probably use some help, but I don't know if she'll accept it. But yeah, I can think of somebody right now who probably could use your services. So what would I give her in order to, is there like a brochure or is there a website or something that I could direct her to? I don't know if she uses the internet, but what could I give her to get her interested? Of course. So we do have brochures that we're always happy to send to people. Um, our phone number is the best way to get started with any of our programs and that's 619-284-9281. We do have a website for those who are tech-savvy or internet users, and that would be elderhelpofsandiego.org. So elderhelpofsandiego.org. It is. <laughs> it is, but we have a lot of good information on that website. <laughs> well, that's great. Now, tell me, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you was because of your home share program. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Sure. So our home share program, we're the only ones currently operating that type of program within San Diego County, which is pretty neat. There are other programs similar to that throughout the nation. So for anybody who's not in San Diego, they can always look up and see if there's something similar. But basically, our home share program is where we match an older adult who has a spare room in their home with another person who's looking for a room to move into. And the person moving into the spare room could do a, num a couple of different ways. Um, they could move in and just pay rent to be in that room. So they're just there as a roommate and providing that extra income to the person whose home it is. Or they could pay, maybe provide some type of assistance in exchange for staying in the room. Maybe it would be meal preparation or transportation to appointments or grocery shopping or even some light housework. Any of those types of services that somebody might need assistance with in order to stay independent in their home and they could provide that in exchange for staying in the room for either lowered rent or no rent. Oh, now is there any kind of screening? What are the requirements for participating in the program? For people who have the spare room in their home, we call them a home provider. So they would have one of our home share coordinators come out to their home and do an assessment of the spare room to see if it would be something that would be feasible for the program, if it would be a good fit, they would then find out what services the person would be interested in or if they're just wanting to rent out the room and have that extra income coming in. So we, we do that type of assessment and interview with the home provider uh, in addition to a few other things, but that's kind of the basics that we're wanting to find out initially. And then for the home seeker, the person who's looking for a room to move into, we do a background check. We also have interview process and we check references. We want to make sure that the person is going to be a good fit for an older adult. 
um, for a senior who who is looking for for filling that spare room in their home. So we do a more thorough check to make sure that they would be appropriate for that program. Okay. And is the person moving in usually 16 over as well, or are they usually younger? Great question. It can be anybody over 18 that can participate in the program, but we are finding more and more people who are contacting us that are over age 60 that are looking for a room to move into. Their rent is increasing and they're not able to afford where they're currently living or they're looking for an alternative um, housing option. So it really just depends, but uh, we are finding more older adults are looking for another option for living as well. That's great. So we do have some increasing older adults. What about college students? Do they take advantage of this program? We do have some college students who reach out to us, and, and I can think of one in particular that is matched with a, with a senior and, and living in the home. But we don't have – it's not a, a lot of, of college students, I would say. I think that they tend to – uh, maybe find the, the resources on their own or, or find other college students around their same age that are, are looking for a roommate as well. Because they're not looking to do housekeeping or anything like that. They want to focus more on their studies. Right, exactly. Okay. But, but it's okay. definitely something that comes up. <laughs> <laughs> right, absolutely. Okay, well, good. Um, what other programs do you have that we haven't talked about? Because I know you have some pretty cool programs. Sure. So we have we talked about our Seniors of Go-Go, um, our Concierge Club, and our Home Share. The other one that we do offer is our Are You Okay calls, and that is a way that we can connect with people who want just a check-in phone call. So we make phone calls to people Monday through Friday who are interested in having them. Uh, they get to tell us what time in the morning that they would like us to call, and it's always a staff person or a volunteer who makes those calls. And the idea is that we're just really checking in on them, making sure that they're doing okay, that they have somebody who is going to call on a regular basis so that they can feel that peace of mind, um, knowing that you know if, if something were to happen in the morning and and we're not able to reach them, then we do have a a protocol to reach out to their emergency contact or even to do a welfare check if needed. So it's a a good checks and balances, if you will, way to to keep people safe in their homes. That's great. Is the volunteers that help participate in addition to the staff, do they do that from your office or can they do that from their own home? They do it from our office. So they're signed up on certain days that they come in and, and make those calls. And uh, we get to know, obviously, the seniors who are receiving the calls and um, and they know who's calling them. So it's always it's neat for the volunteers as well as our staff to, to make those phone calls. Well, that's really cool. I mean, I just love the program. I love you. And I just love <laughs> everything about this program. And I'm loving it more and more now that you're giving me more information. How Great. did you get into it? How did you get into it? What kind of jobs did you have before this? Sure. I, I kind of feel like I fell into this industry. I originally thought that I would be working with kids. You know, I wanted to be a school counselor and I was following that path. And um, This is about I, as far away from kids <laughs> as you can get. I'm you sorry. Know, and I, it is. And I'm really happy that, that I am where I am. I, I think that, you know, I, I had a vision in my mind of where I wanted to be and, and that's not at all where where I ended up, which I'm, I'm glad about. I, I started out uh, looking, I just wanted to, to help people, wanted to make a difference and looking for a social service type position. And I ended up working in a skilled nursing facility that was in San Diego County. And I was the social services director there for four years before coming to Elder Health. 
And that opened my eyes to a lot of, of different things that our seniors need help with that they are dealing with as they age. And my role was to help people who were coming into the rehab facility get back home. And I found that there were a lot of great services in San Diego, but there were people who couldn't afford certain care or didn't have other resources available, didn't have neighbors that could help them or family in the area. And so through my time there, I found out about elder help and I immediately fell in love. (laughs) I realized that this was a great place that um, that was able to help people stay independent in their homes and provide that extra support that often is needed. Wonderful. Does your organization have fundraising campaigns in order to pay for all of? Because you had you said you have what eighteen staff? We do. Yes. So of course, as a a nonprofit organization in San Diego, I mean, there's so many great organizations, and so we. We do always look for opportunities and try and find out how how we can increase awareness. And through that, of course, we need to do fundraising efforts so that we can support and sustain the programs that we have. So, yes, we do fundraising events throughout the year at Elder Health, and we have partnerships with other organizations that really help us as well. Uh, one comes to mind would be the Southwestern Yacht Club that has um, chosen Elder Health for the last few years to be recipients of some of the events that they also uh, participate in and that they hold throughout the year. So we are very fortunate to uh, to have their support as well as others. We do our own fundraising events. We had one in March that was called The Essence of Life, where it's an award that we recognize people in the community, our community partners, uh, volunteers, members, as well as as a fundraising event to to raise awareness and funds for the program. And it sounds like fun. Yes, you know? it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like fun. So so that's good. Well, okay, so let's wrap up. Tell me about the four pillars of your organization. And they are the Ride Share, which is called Senior Go Go. Seniors Go Go. Yep. Okay. Seniors at Go Go would be our transportation program, our concierge club, which is where our care coordinators help as well as our volunteer services in the home and our home share program. And those are the four pillars of your organization. And do you serve all of San Diego? San Diego is a pretty big place for people it who have never been here. It is a pretty big place. And we're slowly stretching our, our areas to hopefully cover the whole county. We currently have most of our volunteers available in the central area of San Diego, uh, we're always looking for people to help out in the East County area. There are seniors that need our services, so we're definitely always doing recruitment for uh, additional volunteers in that area. And we're slowly making our way up into North County and trying to cover more of that area because we definitely see the need and, and hear that there is a, more of a need up there. Okay, so all of you people in East County and North County, elder help need your help. Yes. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And and we always want people, you know, to feel like we are a resource. So if they do have questions about maybe something that they didn't hear today, um, but they might want to know more about the resources in San Diego, we're, we're happy to connect them with other things as well. That's great. Now, before we end the call, tell us about Mary. Of course. So Mary has been a member of Elder Health for, oh gosh, about 10 years now. So she's been with us a long time. Um, she is in her 80s. She has several different health conditions that kind of have 
impacted her life. And she has reached out to Elder Health to receive a lot of different services over the years. We always find that people initially start with one one service, one thing that they might need, um, which would typically be transportation is, is why people would call us. And that's no different from Mary's situation. And then over the years, she has increasingly needed some extra help with her grocery shopping, even her financial advocacy, we call that, where people are helping to sort through the mail and bills and balance the checkbook and make sure that she stays on track with all of those coming in, um, as well as having friendly visits from volunteers and increasing that socialization. So, so Mary has received quite a few of our services. She also has a care coordinator who helps her and supports her through different ways and has over time really has built a, a great relationship with our volunteers and our care coordinator who have helped her. Her family doesn't live right here in San Diego. She has a son that lives in Los Angeles, so he's not too far away, but he's far enough to where he appreciates having us here on a more regular basis and and close by to where if she does need assistance, we can help her with those things. That's great. And there's something about Mary, isn't there? (laughs) (laughs) There really is. That's my little inside joke for those of you who don't get my sense of humor. I I love that movie. (laughs) It's a good one. (laughs) So these services are for people like Mary who start out with needing maybe just one service and then it can grow with you as you age so that it's really aging in place, just like you said in the beginning. Yes, absolutely. Wonderful. This has been so fun, Carrie. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really oh, appreciate it. And I appreciate your diligence with us trying to get this scheduled. This oh, was goodness. I, well, thank you for your patience. I, I'm so glad that we were able to finally do this, and I, I hope it's helpful. <laughs> absolutely. You too. And for my listeners, I'm so glad that you joined us today, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Thanks for listening to the Rock Your Retirement Show. If you are rocking your retirement or know someone who would make a great guest on our show, please send us an email at podcast at rockyourretirement.com. Are you buried in information regarding Medicare health insurance? Have you gotten a four-inch stack of mail regarding Medicare? Do you wish that you could find an experienced agent who works with multiple companies to assist you or your loved one? You're in luck. Medicare Quick starts each prospective client with a 20-minute informational webinar that describes the difference between Medicare Advantage plans and Medicare Insurance Supplement plans. Then, after you understand what type of plan matches your lifestyle, we help you decide which company suits your individual needs. Call 866 445 6683 for more information or go to the website medicarequick.com. Mention the word rock and we'll send you a cool stylus pen just for calling. Medicare Medicare Quick Quick is is not connected connected with the the federal Federal Medicare Medicare program. program. Medical Medical insurance licensed in the states of California, Florida, Nevada Nevada and Texas and and Medicare Medicare Advantage and Prescription Drug Plan plan service areas vary. California license number 0797566.